Hey everybody, welcome to Disney with the Ducks. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have me, Gene, Jody B. Hi friends. Jeff. Hey everybody. Kevin. Hi y'all. And we have our friend Audrey with us today too. Hello. <laughs> to get things kicked off, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a minute kind of what our uh what our topic's gonna be tonight. But before we we kick that off, um just curious, Ducks, what what did you do when you were in college? What tell tell me more about um, what, what you did as far as a college job or jobs. Jody, what did you do? Well, believe it or not, when I was at school, we were, we had this really unique, um, scheduling. It's not like this anymore, but they were off from Thanksgiving until new year's. So we were on the quarter system back then they're now on semesters, but we are off all the way from Thanksgiving till new year's. And it started that way because of world war two and, um, coal and things like that. And then it just kind of stayed stayed on. So I had all Christmas season to go home and work, which was great. So little old me, who's all of five, one and a half on a good day, I went to go work for UPS as a driver's helper. So I was in the brown truck and I was at this burly driver and he would give me a Nordic track and say, go run it up to that house. And he'd come back and pick in the snow and sleet and rain and all that good stuff. And I I was a driver's helper. I delivered packages. And he was awesome because he was like, listen, all these other drivers, they're going to go take breaks during the day. They're going to go to lunch. They're going to do all this stuff. We don't do that. We don't stop meet. We don't stop and do anything. I'll add two extra hours to your paycheck every single day if you if we don't stop and eat, if you can eat a granola bar between, between stops, you'll be good. I'm like, all right. And apparently he ran through driver's helpers. He, nobody liked working with him because he was so difficult and he requested me back and I worked with him for two and a, two different winners. So it was a lot. I made a ton of money because they paid really great. And it, mm -hmm. I was in great shape because I was lugging all these packages everywhere. It was a really hard job, but um, I liked it. It was, it was pretty unique. So. That's cool. Wow. Jody. Yeah. See, you never know. Never cease to amaze me. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? I was in college starting in 2000. Um, so my first or college job was working at one of those little cell phone kiosks in the middle of the mall, just at the rise of the cell phone population boom back in the early 2000s. So I was, my classes were on like Tuesday, Thursdays. I'd work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and kind of worked out nice long days, just sitting in the mall all day by myself. But I was one of the first, first pushers of cell phones in the mall back in the early 2000s. Wow. Right? That's fun. Right? So what was the popular cell phone? Like the back, most popular? Back the then were the old Nokias that had the little face plates that popped off that you could put the mm -hmm. different ones on. Nice. Right? <laughs> the good My mother-in-law swears that apart from her bag phone that the Nokia that she had is the best, best reception she ever had. Probably. Those things yeah. were tanks. Mm -hmm. They had really good antennas on them. You didn't need to put a you didn't need to put a case on it either. You could throw it against the wall and it, exactly you know, nothing mm -hmm. happened to it. Yep, don't yeah. have to worry about screen breaks, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. nothing. Had no. snake on it. You could play snake all day. <laughs> snake. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, what did you do in college? So being a engineering major um, in undergrad and grad school. So for undergrad, I worked um, in, as an intern slash summer field worker doing inspections on asphalt and concrete and putting concrete and asphalt down, uh, inspecting guardrail metal, inspecting pipes and culverts and, you know, this and that. Basically everything you drive over, under, or in, I mean, I, I inspected it and as it was going down and made sure it meet the specs that um, 
are required to be accepted, I guess. And, you know, testing concrete is probably the most fun because you actually like make up cylinders and then you take them and get them broken. And then you, you try to see how, how much PSI that they can handle before they break and stuff like that. So this kind of, it was definitely relevant to my degree. So, and then in, in grad school, I was a, um, I was a research assistant. I did research for transportation research and, um, and I was a, I was a teacher's assistant. So I taught some classes. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. You'd be a good teacher. Um, Jody and Jeff, I'm a little older than y'all. So Jody, while you were at UPS, I actually worked for the Pony Express. And then um, Jeff, I, I, I worked with uh, on the telegraph line. Um, nice. you, you and I are actually closer in age than I am with Jeff. So you forget that. <laughs> no, I worked. Um, I stopped at night at Kroger for a, little, for a bit when I first started college. And then a friend recruited me to go uh, make the real money delivering pizza at Mr. Gaddy's. So I did that for a couple of years. And um, another friend recruited me, a fraternity brother. Uh, had, we were just ingrained in the Budweiser distributorship in, in South Louisiana. And so a bunch of fraternity brothers worked there. And um, I got recruited to go there and I threw beer at night, you know, stacking, you know, loading trucks and chip trucks because back then uh, Budweiser owned Eagle Snacks. And then when I was uh, not in school, I would either work on beer routes as a helper or I would uh, run potato chip and snack routes uh, for people on vacations and things like that. And then right at the end, um, the casinos came to Louisiana and um, I went and bartended for a bit. Um, so all uh, in the beverage industry, food and beverage for the most part. Um Audrey, you are a college student. Yes, I so am. So we're going to talk a little bit about jobs, you know, jo a job you've done while you're in college. Have you done anything or do you do any other work besides what you've, what we're going to talk about tonight? Yeah. So I, right now I'm working at our alumni center on campus. So mm -hmm. I just sit at the front desk, answer the phone, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. What, uh, can you share what school you go to? Louis yeah, I go to Louisiana Tech University in Ruston, wow. Louisiana. All right. All right. Rustin, um, I, I didn't mention where everybody's from, but uh, we live in Bossier City, Louisiana, which is about an hour or so from Rustin. So a lot of the, a lot of students, a lot of you know, students from here end up going there and uh, it's great school. Great school. And your parents went there too, right? Yes, they did. Have you picked a major yet? Yes. I'm accounting major. So I'm, oh, I'll nice. graduate. We're on the quarter system um, too. So we I'll graduate in March with my undergrad. That's awesome. Um, so uh, first thing I was going to get you to do, Audrey, is to share a little bit. So today's, um, just to let the cat out of the bag, today's show, we're going to, well, you'll probably get it from the title, but um, today's show, we're going to talk about, Audrey has done the summer program um, at, at Disney World. And so we're going to talk about that. But before we do, Audrey, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? You've told us where you go to school, what you major, and anything else you can share about just about yourself. Yeah, um, I'm from Bossier. Um, I'll graduate in a couple months. Um, and like I said, it, do accounting stuff. And then I'm actually staying in Russin um, to get my master's in accounting. Mm -hmm. So big numbers, girl. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That's the gist. That's good stuff. Well, um, thanks so much. Can you, um, I, I don't, I don't, don't want this to be just 20 questions. We're going to, we'll ask questions and guys jump in as we, as we, 
asking, hey, you know what? We can, this can go both ways. If you want to ask us anything, that's fine too. You probably don't, but, but if you wanted to. Um, but Audrey, can you tell us, tell me your background with Disney. What is your, what is your relationship? What is your experience with Disney World or in just Disney in general? Yeah, so um, I grew up going to Disney World. Um, I think my first time was when I was three. Um, and my parents joined the vacation club. And so ever since then, um, each of my siblings, I have a little brother and a little sister, but they both got to come with me. And that's just kind of been like our vacation spot. We've never really been beach people or gone anywhere else. We just always uh, went to Disney, which was super fun. Um, so, yeah, we've loved it as long as I can remember, been going. Um, and then I've gotten to, I ran in Disney, like I guess all of y'all too. Mm -hmm. um, I did the half marathon my senior year of high school um, with my dad. He's a big runner. So um, that was one thing that we've got to do together, which was really cool. And then I've also been a couple of times with uh, my dance studio and just like performed um, and done stuff with that. So yeah, that's, we, we've been a lot. Um, we love it. So yeah. That's awesome. You know, so what's what, funny about that, Audrey, is that you probably don't remember this. This is so many years ago, but you were a lot younger and your family and my family and um, the Jeff Coates, my wife's uh, former business partner, we were all at dinner together one night. And I remember her dad and my wife's business partner's husband were going to run after dinner because they were training for, I think, the Disney Marathon. And to me, I'd never heard of that before. I didn't know anything. I'd only been to Disney World a couple of times in my life at that point. And I thought that was the most ridiculous thing in the world. And now, now look at where we are. <laughs> you still think it's ridiculous, Gene. I, I still do think it's pretty ridiculous, but yeah. Which half marathon weekend did you run, Audrey? Um, It was in January. Gosh, that's been forever ago. I, um, we did the Princess 5K one, like one time when that was been... I was probably in middle school, so that was a really long time ago. But I, don't, I can't remember what it was. Um, so tell me, um, what what inspired you to do the Disney College program? What made you interested in that? Yeah, so like I said, my family's always been. Um, and then I've always kind of like heard about it. My dad had like a coworker whose daughter did it, which that was like a super long time ago. So I've always kind of heard about it. Me and my sister always thought that that would be so cool. Um, never really looked into it. And then when I got to college, um, my great grand big and my sorority had actually done it. And so um, we got to talking about Disney. And so she kind of explained to me her experience and that kind of piqued my interest again. Um, and then never really acted on it. Just kind of thought about it, had that in the back of my mind. And then I guess it was January of 2022 I came across like a couple TikToks where these girls were doing it and they were doing like a day in the life and I was like oh my gosh like that looks so fun because I was like I'd heard about it and I really wasn't really sure like how much it was and if it was really something I wanted to do um but then these really cute girls were doing it, and I was like oh my gosh they look like they're having the best time so I applied um got accepted and then they the way that it works it's like you log into this thing, fill out all your stuff. And there's like all these different steps. Um, but they send you like, once you get accepted, they send you like a list of all of these dates. So ranging from like three months to seven months. 
um, and anywhere in between. So you can pick all these different programs. Well, all of them kind of conflicted with my school schedule and I'm involved on campus and um, didn't really want to take away from like what I had in college. And so um, I just kind of brushed it off was like, well, you know, that really stinks. That would have been cool, but it didn't really work out. Didn't really think anything else of it. And then in March, um, me and my mom and my sister went to Disney, just like a little girl's trip on spring break. Um, and once again, I was just kind of like, oh, this is so fun. Like, I think I actually want to do it and like get serious about it. And as soon as I got home, I had an email from like the Disney College program admission saying that they had um, just opened up some new program dates. And so you could apply to get your application reinstated. So after like, I think two weeks, if you don't respond to your acceptance, then it's kind of revoked. So I applied to get it reinstated and they ended up having a, a summer program. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. And then, then I was doing it and I was in it um, and ready to go. So you were there last summer, summer 2022? Yes, last summer um, from May 23rd to August, I think it was like middle of August, maybe like August 15th, somewhere in there. It was literally mm -hmm. your summer break from school. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was, it, it literally lined up perfectly, so. Um, just how, how many weeks was the program, the total program? Is that, was it your question, Jody? I think she's unfrozen now, okay. So mine was like three months, that was like the time period. Um, but like I said, it can range up to six months, seven months. And then also when you get there, if you decide like you want to stay, then you can extend your program oh, wow. to up to 12 months. So after 12 months, you can extend, but you can like go home and then come back as a program or as a college program student, or you can stay and work like part-time or full-time. So whenever you start out the application and stuff, do they ask you questions about like what into or do they kind of place you so it's completely random um and went through they had taken out the phone interviews so the way it works is like you go in and it's um just kind of like a basic general application just like um work experience um kind of like your resume almost and you put all of that information in and then from that they give you um either like a, it's called a web-based interview so if you you can make it to that round or not and so when i made it to that round it's basically just like a personality test where they just kind of ask you different like literally personality tests and just to kind of gauge like how well you work with others um what you're interested in all those sorts of things and then now they have what's called um a phone interview so basically somebody from the admission side of things will call you um and kind of get a feel for who you are your personality if you would work well with others that's sort of thing just kind of another step mm -hmm. um to see but like i said when i did that when i went through i didn't have to do that and just just something about Audrey, just so you know, like I've 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 known her and her family for a long time. She's very involved in her high school, um, you know, an officer in clubs and you know, active in a lot of different things, dance and 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 just different leadership things. And the same thing, like I don't know, apart from your sorority, but you are in leader. Are you you have been or you are in a leadership position with your sorority as well, right? Audrey, yes, sir. yes, so involved in a lot of things. Um, and so it makes a lot of sense that you do well in the end. The phone interview was something that they ended up bringing back just because, uh, like, it's hard to get a feel for somebody through a personality test. You know, people can lie and say different things. And so um, with the phone interviews now, um, 
I wouldn't say they're more strict, but just kind of, especially like when placing you, um, it is kind of random, but it's also like, if you're maybe not the best, like talking with guests and they don't really see that when they talk to the phone with you, then maybe you'll be put in a place when you're more like behind the scenes, um, working somewhere else. Working in the kitchen or something. Oh, I, I actually interviewed a full-time position back uh, in 2016 when I was looking for a new position. And that was one of the coolest interviews I've ever had. It was a phone interview. Um, very creative, very, you know, just different. So that's why I asked because I didn't know if they were the same way with the college program and asked a lot of really interesting questions and things like that. But So was it just a – Talking on the phone or was it a Zoom or video call? It's just a phone call. Just a phone call. Okay. I was curious. Audrey, I maybe, maybe should have asked this in the very beginning, but overall, if, if you could describe the college program in just a, you know, just a few sentences, describe it to us and tell us like what the, you know, what the purpose of it is, or maybe even what your purpose of why you wanted to be involved and what, what you felt like you were going to get out of it. I wouldn't say I'm like sheltered at all, but definitely. Um, and then going somewhere like Orlando, um, where just people from all over the world, and especially in the college program, kids that are international students. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of being thrown into an environment um, where I'm getting to know and work with and be friends with people from literally all over the world. Um, and then also just learning so much about myself um, and like my independence and uh, the way I'm wired um, and stuff like that, which is also really cool and something that I wasn't really expecting to get out of it. Because you are by yourself, you know, uh, I was however many miles away um, and not with my family. And so, yeah. of course, in college, I'm, I'm away, but I'm an hour away. So it's not not too far. Um, but they're like you're really like by yourself um, and kind of have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. So one of the questions I had and you're kind of leading into that is, um, what were living arrangements like? Did they assign you to roommates and how many were there? What what did that all entail? Because if you're there for three months, but some other people were there for six months and, you know, how did that all work out? Yes. Yeah, so it's all done in this um, platform. It's called dorms. Um, and so that's when you do all, all your application and everything else. Um, but so when you first get accepted, um, you pick your dates and then um, I, I can't remember how many months out, but you have the option to like submit um, rooming uh, preferences, I guess you could say. So everybody lives at Flamingo Crossings, which is actually a brand new facility. They opened it right after um, COVID and everything. And it is, it's really so, so nice um, and so safe too. Um, there's 24 hour security. You have to scan in, scan out with your card, any guests that comes nice. in with you. They have to show their driver's license and information down. There's cameras. Put in your preferences. Um, so there's two by two, four by two, and then four by four. Um, so every room or every apartment, I guess, has four people in it. So you could either be two bedroom, two bathroom, and you're sharing a bedroom and a bathroom, which that's what I did. Um, and that's obviously the cheaper option. And then four by two. Um, you have your own bedrooms, but you share bathrooms um, with on your side, and then everybody shares the living area. Um, and then four by four, everybody has their own bathroom and bedroom, um, wow. and then everybody shares a living area. Um, and it does come with with a full kitchen, oven, refrigerator, microwave, um, a few pots and pans, and things like that, um, which is really nice. Especially, I was only there for three months, but especially for the people that were there longer. 
um, to kind of make it more homey, I guess. Um, there's all kinds of like Facebook groups. And so before um, I like did any of that, I kind of did my research. Um, and there's like categories of like how much each, like if you're getting paid this much, this much is going to come out of your check for rent every week. And so just kind of like gauges all of that so you can see. And then also for roommates, um, kind of who who else is looking for somebody, what their preference is. Um, and a lot of people match through those Facebook groups and stuff um, mm -hmm. to get to get what they want. That's what I was going to ask. Is the income that you're making <clears throat> while working there substantiated enough to cover the rent and still be a livable and be able to enjoy your time there as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you're there to work as fun as it is like you're, you're there to work. Um, and so you definitely get your hours. I think I can't remember how many hours a week is like the minimum, but you have to work. I can't remember how many it is, but whatever it is, you have to work that amount and it won't let you like your schedule or whatever. It won't let you trade shifts or, giveaway shifts um if you're under that limit so you have to work that however many hours and then your rent is taken out of your paycheck and you get paid weekly so and then your rent comes out weekly too so which is also kind of helpful if anybody like leaves or um like we, it's called terming but if somebody does that then it, it's that week so you're not like paying rent at the beginning of the month and then having to wait till the end or whatever. It's all on a week by week basis. That's nice. And then the, if somebody leaves, you're not stuck covering their portion of the rent, right? Like, so right, someone, yeah. yeah, that's nice. So if like someone leaves for whatever reason, and they were one of your roommates in a typical housing situation, you, the rest of you would have to try that's to figure out. Yeah. yeah, that's great. It's nice that they do it that way. Yeah. And then also, I know you mentioned something about like updates and stuff but typically um when you're trying to match with the roommate on the platform like the dorms uh website it'll only let you match if you have the same move-in date so you can have different move out dates but mm -hmm. your move-in date has to be the same just to kind of keep traffic all together that's nice Dale, what would you describe the living arrangements and the way it worked out for you was it positive for you audrey Oh, for sure. Actually, um, two girls from my sorority um, ended up going with me. Um, well, not with me. We all just kind of decided it happened and worked out to where we were all going to mm -hmm. be there. And so um, one of them, her name's Anna Grace, but we had the same move-in date. So we got to live together, um, which she ended up leaving about a month and a half into it. But that never filled. So I basically we were in a two by two. So sharing a bedroom and a bathroom. And after she left, nobody ever moved in with me. So I had wow. that whole room and bathroom to myself, which actually worked out pretty nice. And like you said, I wasn't having to cover um, her portion of the rent or anything. It was just myself. That's good. That's good. So what was your job when you got there? What, what describe what you were started out doing and how the training went when you first got there and as you're going through that process. Yeah. So I'll kind of start with the training, but um, so you move, move in on a Monday, everybody's is set up the same move in day is Monday. And then Thursday, you kind of have like an orientation um, with all of the kids that, or I say kids, college students that move that Monday. Um, and basically you're just kind of learning, uh, like Flamingo, which is like the area, 
um, kind of some safety things, like just like your general orientation, how to get like your blue mm-hmm. ID, um, just some different resources and stuff like that, all just like basic general information. And then that Friday is what's called Traditions. And so Traditions is really special because um, that's when you kind of learn like the magic behind Disney. So any Disney employee ever has had to go through Traditions. Um, and that was probably one of my favorite things. But you're doing all of that with the people that moved in with you. So you're all kind of going through the same thing, trying to meet people um, and that last and whatever. And then you have the rest of the day to do whatever. So a lot of people would go and take pictures at Disney University or whatever. Um, And then at Traditions, at the end of Traditions, you'll get your name tag. So and then the next week is when you would start like your individual job training. So that typically starts with um, each park has like a training specific to them where you learn the ins and outs of that park um, and like why things were built certain ways and the architecture um, and the meaning behind all of it, which was really cool. Um, That was like one of the most shocking things to me is like nothing is unintentional. Like everything is there for a reason. Like I remember one of the first things they said to us was like when you walk in Animal Kingdom, you know, like you don't see anything at first. You're kind of having to like walk up the hill, like through the trees through to where you can see like the tree of life um and as you're doing like the whole purpose like when they built it was so that you would kind of leave whatever happened to you before you got to the park if somebody cut you off driving or you woke up late whatever happened you were having to walk and kind of slow yourself down to get to the entrance of the park um to kind of take a moment reset and then once you got in it was like okay like now you're in nature um and that sort of thing which was really cool um and something i didn't know but each park kind of has that um training set up um and kind of like where first aid is and all that kind of stuff just to kind of uh, help you best equip, equip guests. Did you know your job before you got there or was it assigned to you like once you were there? Yeah. So everything is on like a need to know basis and you don't find out what you're, where you're living, who you're living with, um, what your job is until like less than a month beforehand. So first you Mm -hmm. find out like your living arrangements and then you'll find out, um, the category of your job. So, attractions which is obviously like working rides and stuff like that and then there's like food and beverage um which is all the quick quick serve uh fast food that you would get in the park um there's also merchandise so working in all of the shops outdoor vending which is the outdoor beverage carts that sell like the ice cream and stuff Um, and then like hostess yeah hostess there's all kinds of different categories so you'll find that out and then probably, I would say maybe a little under two weeks before your move-in date, you get like a specific area. So mine was um, Animal Kingdoms and Attractions. So which that was the um, Dino Rama area. So that was like nice. the Boneyard and then Triceratops Spin, which that's where I actually worked. Um, which honestly wasn't too excited about, but it worked out perfectly and. Uh, honestly, best case scenario. So um, that was great. But until I got my training packet, I didn't know if I was in that section, if I was in Nemo, or if I was in um, like the dinosaur ride, because all of that is technically Dino Land attractions. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't know until you get there, really, like specifically what you're going to be doing. And did you request attractions? Or did they put you in attractions? 
Um, I think we did like a preference thing, like maybe like a top three when I first applied. Um, but like, I honestly couldn't even tell you what I put. Um, and typically none of that is taken into consideration. It's all kind of like random, which now, like I said, with the phone call interviews, it is a little bit more intentional. Um, but everybody says it's so random and you can't predict anything. So I guess I just kind of got lucky. <laughs> so, Hey, Audrey, you said best, that was the best case scenario for you. Tell me why, what, what was, what, what was good about it? What did you enjoy about it? So, um, and a lot of parks, you know, magic kingdom, for instance, sometimes is open until two o'clock in the morning, um, long days, long hours. Um, mm -hmm. and so animal kingdom, we close before every other park because the animals mm -hmm. and stuff um so we'd close at eight o'clock every day and so the latest i would get off was 8 45 and the earliest i would have to be there is like probably like 5 30 so I, I had a good time where i could be off and there were some kids that would get off at two o'clock in the morning and then have to be there at six o'clock so by the time you finally mm -hmm. get home get to your room get settled you're having less than two hours of sleep before you have to go catch the bus to go to work or whatever. So, um, and just the people I worked with leadership in a lot of different areas, um, can kind of vary. Some people don't really like it and actually really enjoyed the people I was working with and the leaders we had in our area. Um, they were super helpful, um, and actually cared, um, you know, as a college program, obviously like you're coming go a lot. You're not permanent you're temporary you're a temporary employee and so a lot of them in other areas don't really take time to learn your name or learn who you are or where you're from and so um in my area that was something that they were intentional with uh just trying to figure out you know if I wanted to stay and work for the company um what I was there for why I wanted to come you know just get to know me um which is something that I really enjoyed and uh kind of got to build relationships with the people I was working with which was really cool That's cool that's I cool. don't know, Audrey, maybe you'll be the next CFO of Disney. I mean, you keep with your accounting and you've got the DCP behind you, you know, just go up those rings. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so when you were assigned Dino Land, were you, are, are the people just pretty much assigned to that thing for the entire program? Or can you put in to move to different sections if you want? Or are you, are you just kind of stuck there? So they really don't move you unless like something happens they're like, you're pretty much stuck, um, which is why a lot of kids or not a lot, but some kids will term and end their program because they don't like where they're working. Um, and really the only way you can get out of it is if you have like a dietary restriction and you're working with food and you can't be around whatever you're cooking or whatever you're doing, you can't physically can't be there. Um, or maybe if like you can't stand on your feet all day or you can't work an attraction because of, X, Y, or Z, you know, whatever the, re it kind of like a medical condition, it, it would have to be for you to be able to uh, get moved. So uh, once you get allergy. a place, you're, <laughs> yeah, once you get a place, you're kind of stuck. Yeah, that's good. Um, one of the things, Audrey, we talk a lot about on this show is food. And so I think we're, you know, I, I'm curious. Um, tell me about like, what did you eat? Park food? Did you eat uh, Disney food? Did you, you know, what did you, what did you do as far as meals? She didn't eat at all, Jean. She went three months with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She lived on Mickey Bar for three months. <laughs> Lonnie, Lonnie would love that. I think we my, would son do that. Trying, my son was trying to live off the uh, soft serve ice cream on the cruise ship for those four days. So Mickey was, Bars and fish and chips. Yeah. Very fish good. And chips. 
<laughs> yeah, so um, I cooked a couple of times, um, but just because like timing and uh, like working late and stuff, I wouldn't always have time to go to the store and get stuff and uh, whatever. A lot of the stuff I ate was like mac and cheese, pop it in the microwave, you know, stuff that was easy. Um, mm -hmm. And then when I would go to the parks, I, I would eat the park food. Um, and you actually get a cast member discount. So I think it was like 25% off on all food. So um, that was really nice and came in handy, especially because Disney food can be kind of expensive, especially when you're eating 25, it. 25% off is still, still yeah. expensive. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and then I would go to Disney Springs a lot, just like with friends and coworkers. Um, and then I would also just go off property about like eight minutes away from where Flamingo is. There's, um, I think it's the... Bronson Memorial Highway, whatever. I don't know if y'all know where that is, but there's like, I think there's a walk-ons, a Chewy's, like there's a Target, kind of like a main road which, that has a bunch of food options on there. There's like a Chick-fil-A. Um, so I would go there sometimes just like before work and stuff. Did you have a car? Yes. So not all the kids get to bring their cars and it's all like kind of come first, come first come first serve. Um, so I think it's, probably a month or so before your move-in date, you get an email um, that parking passes are going to go or like be released. And it's like the first 150 kids that move in on your date. Um, and so the first time I did not get one, um, which really stunk. But then we ended up getting an email that uh, they were going to open up another parking place, um, kind of like across the street. Um, and so I applied for one there and then ended up getting it, which thank goodness um, cause I kind of felt like I had more freedom. I know some of the kids that I would work with, they, um, were kind of stuck. They do provide like transportation. Um, there's all like 12 different routes. And so on the different routes is like all the resorts and, um, parks and anywhere that you would need to go to work or, and then there's like one that takes you to target, um, and like a general area where you could get some groceries and stuff if you need it. Um, but other than that, you're kind of stuck. So I really lucked out having a car. Um, and I honestly kind of think I made friends, be a lot of friends because I had a car, um, cause people would want rides to and from work. Cause if you're working at whatever time and the bus drops you off late or whatever, then that's, that's on you and you don't get like, you'll get in trouble for it. Cause you can't be late. Um, so having transportation, um, that you can rely on. Um, was really helpful. And then, like I said, friends would love rides. Um, so that was nice. It's like being 16 again, huh? Yes, it was. <laughs> as far as, as free time stuff, was there anything you did that was like, just when you'd been there before, it'd been short term, I would imagine. You hadn't been there for three months at a time before. Did you do anything else in, in the area that you, you just, you know, had never thought of doing before? Something you, new, unique, something just interesting that, that you hadn't done before? Yeah, so I will say most of what we did was like Disney stuff just because we mm -hmm. were like, we're here and right. we were there. You're you're working a lot. So your mm -hmm. days off are few and far between. But by, by, um, by, by a lot, what do you and you said you didn't you didn't remember the minimum. But what was the typical week? I, I actually have written so, down, you know, schedule like what, what how many hours of work a week you think you typically worked? I kind of want to say like at least 35 hours a week. 40 hours a week, but a lot of kids are working 60 hours a week. Mm -hmm. um, like, like I said, really hard hours. If you're out bigger parks that have like big okay. after parties mm -hmm. and special ticketed events on um, that go into the early hours of the morning. Um, 
So, but in a seven day week, you're guaranteed two days off. So I would kind of always schedule my days to where like I would have a couple of days when my family were in town or if I had some friends coming mm -hmm. or whatever, I would kind of match my days to fit their schedule. Um, so sometimes you get your schedule and you're working 12 days a week or not 12 days a week, 12 days in a row and have your days off Sunday, Monday, work 12 days. And then your next days off aren't until whatever that would be. So mm -hmm. lots, lots and lots of work, but yeah. Did um, DCP members, could they, you, you mentioned that about, a lot about parks, but did they work in resorts also? I was wondering that too, yeah. Yeah, so you can be placed anywhere on Disney property, um, which was kind of shocking to me. There's something called costuming. So that's where like every Disney cast member gets their costume um, and what they wear to work each day. So there were actually a lot of program um, students that were placed in costuming so you're not even getting guest interaction your your guests and clients or whatever are cast members which is also kind of cool um and i got to talk to one girl actually who had an interesting perspective just that like being a cast member can be kind of tiring making magic for other people so to get to work with cast members and kind of make that magic for them and help them um in a way that they might not have gotten otherwise um, was kind of special to her. So that was something uh, that I thought was interesting, That's but yeah, you can be placed anywhere um, resorts, lifeguards um, oh, and yeah. anywhere on Disney property, driving the monorails, all kinds of stuff. What was the worst job that somebody had? You don't have to tell me names, Ooh. but what was a job that someone that you knew had that they were not too thrilled about? Um, goodness, I don't know. Did anyone have to do jam janitorial stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's people that do that, which as not fun as that sounds, um, like, I know I was like, if I get that, I'm going to be so upset. And I don't even know if I'm going to be able to go. But they there's like so many opportunities for you to like, be intentional with guests in other ways. And so you kind of just have to make the most of it. Um, and so as not fun as it sounds, you can find a way to make it fun. Um, but I think the worst job that I know of someone that is somebody that had that role was not just because of what they were doing, but just because like the people in their area, lots of turnover leaders who didn't really care about you as a mm -hmm. program kid. Um, and then shuffling French fries around, you know, that that's not always <laughs> super fun. Um, so yeah, just stuff like that. Not really anything like where the task you're doing isn't fun. So when you worked in Dino Land, did you have like a carte blanche thing that you can make magic how, if as you see fit? Is there like limits to what you're allowed to do? What was kind of like some of the rules that went along with that? If, assuming that you're allowed to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that there's like any restrictions. I mean, obviously you can't go handing around coupons for people to get free ice cream and stuff like that, you know, um, but I worked in the boneyard, obviously. So that's obviously a big playground. And the whole Dinoland area, um, even with Dinorama, that's like one of the only, or Triceratops Spin is like the only rides that little kids can ride because you can be a three-month-old baby and sit in your mom's lap and be good to ride. Um, and so with that, a lot of kids will be like super excited and want to ride again. 
Um, and then in the boneyard, they would like want to go to the top of the slide, but their mom maybe didn't want them to go up there by herself. So you could be like, oh, I'll, I'll go up there with you um, and oh, watch you slide down and make sure make sure you get to your mom and kind of keep an eye on them. Um, and then all obviously kids would get lost. Um, so that was always special. Like they would go over to the um, um, digging area and then their moms would be like, where are where's my child? Where's my child? She's this tall and wearing a pink shirt mickey ears whatever and so then you'd go over there and get her and then her face would light up when she saw her mom because she was lost too um just stuff like that just getting to be intentional with the kids and like them running around and um a couple of the friends that i worked with um we kind of had like a running joke of like it started this one kid had a little spider-man on his hat and we were like oh my gosh do you know that spider-man's on your hat right now like he's right there and they'd be like what 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 are you talking about (laughs) um but then the kids like anytime like somebody had a mickey on their shirt we'd be like dude mickey mouse is on your shirt what the (laughs) heck how'd you get that and they would like they'd be like what and they'd get so excited um but just like finding ways to kind of be intentional with the kids um, and make sure they were having fun. Cause that is like one of the only things, especially like little kids, um, not being able to like ride big roller coasters and things. Um, so just getting to do that kind of stuff with them. Well, I, I just can't imagine getting paid to be able to do that. You know, that's if you ever go to Disney world with Lonnie, you, you don't know Lonnie, but Lonnie is usually on this podcast. And that's Disney World with Lonnie and you're not working there. It's just having those kinds of conversations with people. It's fun. And it's just, it's to me anyway, it's, it's, it's rewarding, you know, just to make people laugh. And uh, I just can't imagine being paid to do that every day. I I mean, I do it for free all the time, but you know, I mean, getting paid to do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that was like something, one of my biggest takeaways, but like you can enjoy going to work. It doesn't have to be like a chore or something that you dread doing. Like I actually woke up every day and I was like, oh yeah, I get to get to go to work and love on kids and make sure they're having fun. Um, which is something that I wasn't really sure. Um, Cause like not looking forward to going into the workforce and not really sure what I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm but getting to just know that like it could be something fun and rewarding um, and not just like a job, you know? So now that you worked in the college program, if do you have like preferential hiring ability, like if you want to go back and go full time now, once you graduate, will they give you preference at all for that or no? Not really. I will say it's like easier to go part-time or full-time straight off of your program. But whenever you like do start working for the company, you don't get to count those months and years as an employee. So you might've been working at Disney for seven years, but one of those years was as a college program student. So technically to the company, you've only been working for six years. So the only way you get preference is if you've go straight into it from program. So like if I were to go and apply right now, I wouldn't get any kind of special treatment or anything. Audrey, um, you, you've, you've talked a little bit about this, but was there anything else that was, that was really surprised you about, about the college program? There's something, was there anything that just blew you away or you were not expecting, you know, good or bad either way? Yeah. Um, I think like one thing was, and I don't know it's surprising, but just like the cast members are people too. So like, sure, they're like happy and whatever outside. But then like when you go in the break room, they're like actually struggling and like real world things going on, which is obviously something that I knew. Mm-hmm. But um, actually like being around them um, 
and like being in that environment was something that I would kind of like almost like a reality check, um, which was something that was interesting. Um, I remember the first day that I was like on site and actually in my area with my trainers um, in Dino Land. And we were doing all these things. And I just remember people thinking like, these people aren't that special, you know, like sure, like they're happy, but they're not like, you know, it's not like a normal cast member when you walk into Disney World and they're like, whatever. Um, and so I was kind of like discouraged and I was like, dang, this isn't that fun. Well, then um, right before we were going to clock out, there was a penny on the ground and it was on tails. And so she like leaned down and then put it over flipping heads. And so she was like, some kid's going to find that tomorrow and be so happy because it's like a penny. Um, and so that was something that was like, wow, like cast members are really there to make the magic um, and make guest experience so much better. So that was kind of uh, a special moment for sure. Audrey, uh, I had a chance. I, I didn't attend it, but um, I was working for a company and they brought in Disney. We had a we had a meeting in Orlando and they brought in Disney to 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 do like a seminar, a workshop, a, a day long seminar. I had was not in the position to go to that, um, but I got promoted to the position right after. And, and so all my friends told me about it. And they, they said one of the things that they emphasized was that um, at Disney, you leave backstage backstage. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that's a, a term you heard. I found it very interesting because there are only two companies I can think of that, you know, if you go through McDonald's and you say, hey, how's it going? Somebody's, you know, you're, you're likely to hear, ah, two more hours or, you know, Walmart, the same thing. If you go to Chick-fil-A, you're not going to hear that. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? At Disney World, everybody's always doing great. And, and their point is people don't want to hear about, you know, Cinderella's boyfriend's boyfriend problems or whatever it is. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get off the ride. Yeah. Right. You don't want to get off the ride and, and have to walk through and see the stormtroopers and the rebel people smoking cigarettes together. Right, Kevin? We, we, that, right. actually happened, that actually happened to us on, smuggler, on uh, Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, it was the first order uh, officer, yeah. Yeah, first order. Uh -uh. Uh, they were smoking together, you know. It was, it was, it was just the wildest thing. Uh, the ride broke, and they took us back behind everything, and it was just fun. Wow. We saw the dark side. We saw the dark side a lot. I mean, it's a, that trip. A, a lot of different ways. Everybody got sick at different times. Yeah. We had broken rides, missed races. It was crazy. Um, but that's the only time I've ever seen backstage at Disney. And so I just thought that was kind of cool. But I, I do love that about Disney World because that that's what people draws people to it is that 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 magic, you know. You never don't see the magic. Everybody always is you use the word intentional many, many times. I love that word because everybody's so intentional and make sure that it's such a great experience for people. And that's why that's why people pay extra to go eat, well, you know, and eat, speaking of that, that's something that we talked about. And whatever. Go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. That's something that we talked about a few times here recently is how much more since COVID is gone now that cast members have really seemed to have stepped it up a lot. I think we've all kind of seen that in recent trips to Disney. And I mean, it's just the magic is back. I mean, it really feels like it is. So I, I didn't see it, but like my wife took my daughter for a, a cheer trip and it was right after COVID. And it's like the magic was lost for a minute there, you know, when they were trying to figure that out. And I cut, it seems like they sort of lost, you know, uh, sight of what they, what they've done well, but it seems like it's all back, you know, um, except for registering for races. 
Everything else. That's IT, man. That's IT. They're not, they don't, they don't, they're always backstage. That's right. To your question, Gene, about leaving backstage, backstage. The, I did the Keys to the Kingdom tour a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things they showed us going through Magic Kingdom is you have your two yellow lines of you're this point, you're almost ready to go on. By this point, you're on, ready to go mm-hmm. as you're coming back into the parks. Does all the park like did Animal Kingdom have that as well, where you're getting close to being to where you're in the view of public on stage. So you're you got to be ready by this point. And from that point on, it's like you're already enrolled, even though you're not technically seen yet. Yeah, we definitely had not like specific points, but um, just kind of like rules. If you're walking, so my entrance that I came through was um, over like by Restaurantosaurus. So I would walk um, kind of like by Dinosaur all the way down um, to the side. And then we're like the, I guess, yeah, you keep walking and then Triceratops spin and then Boneyard. And then my break room was like kind of back towards Nemo. Um, and so kind of a, a, a good stretch walking um, while not working. Um, and so like you're not on your phone, you can't have your headphones in. Um, if you're wearing like a backpack, it has to be like on your backpack. Um, and you have to have full uniform name tag on. Um, everything um, and just yeah being there to help um, even though you're not on the clock just in case somebody asks questions or needs help or whatever. You also mentioned that you planned some of your time off when your family was in Afghanistan. Did you with that program do they give you like an allotment of tickets or do you have like discounted tickets or um, how does that work? So cast members get in or I guess cast members are different than college program, but for the college program, um, you get a free park admission. So you can get in whenever you want, however many times you want. You still have to have park reservations. Um, so that was kind of like the only drawback to that. Um, but other than that, you can get in whenever. And then when you first get hired, you get um, a new hire ticket. So one free admission um, with a park hopper. Um, for a guest and then whenever that gets used you have to be able to show your blue ID um, which is just like your ID to get in all of the parks or not the parks but like backstage um, and then I think it's after 30 hours or not 30 hours maybe 100 hours I think you get three free park tickets and then however I think it's like 20 or 200 hours you get three more park tickets and then a hundred more hours you'd get um, three more park tickets. And then, yes. And then (laughs) it's like nine, nine total in in a year. So no more than that. So are any of y'all thinking about going back to college to enter the program for the, for tickets for free admission, Jeff? (laughs) I I think I'm done, Gene. You're you're done. Okay. I just want to, this this will be up Riley's territory. She has talked about this for years. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Um, Audrey, one of the things you said, um, I wrote it down because self-development, professional development is very, is important to me. Um, you said something about what you learned and what you especially learned about yourself. And I'm curious, is that something that you can share? And if if so, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I think just like, I've always kind of been pretty independent on my own. Um, like obviously lived with my parents and then came to college. Um, live with roommates. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm a introvert, but definitely like, like require time to be by myself um, and mm-hmm. just kind of like regroup um, and not be with people all the time. But 
through that, um, I kind of learned that I do need people and need community um, and how important that is. Um, especially, I mentioned earlier, kind of like, not the culture shock, but just kind of like, not everybody's from small town Louisiana. Um, a lot of people go through a lot of stuff. Um, and so kind of being in all of that and seeing people's hurt um, and just like the way I grew in my faith um, and just like with the community I have back home and then kind of being taken out of that um, and kind of really having to be independent in that um, and grow in that way. Um, and then just to come back um, and realize the value of like community and friendships um, and people that are like-minded and kind of push you. Um, so, yeah. That's good. Thank you for sharing that, Audrey. Of course. What about from a standpoint, like, I don't, I don't want to use the word negative and I'm gonna, but was there anything that was disappointing? Anything that you wanted to get out of it that you didn't, that if you, if you did it again, maybe you'd do differently or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. So I, wouldn't change anything. Um, like I, I loved the whole thing. And like, there were definitely times where I like called my parents bawling my eyes out because <laughs> I felt so alone and by myself and wanted to come home, but thank God I didn't. Cause, um, I pushed through and made it and it, it was all for the best. But, um, like I said earlier, I went with two girls, um, from my college and sorority. And so when we got there, we kind of relied on each other. Um, to be friends and kind of hang out with each other, but the work schedules are crazy. And so they would be working and I would be off. And so I was by myself and then I would be working when they were off. So we really didn't get to hang out all the time. Um, and I didn't like push myself as much to go and meet people and all of like the welcome events and stuff that they have when you first get there. Um, and that's something that I definitely regret because after they left, I was kind of by myself. Um, and so I kind of then had to backtrack um, and branch out and meet new people. And that's kind of when I got really close with all of the kids that I worked with. Um, so I will say like after four o'clock, basically all of Disney World is ran by college program students. It's like all the part time and full time people aren't aren't there anymore. They they clock out around four or five o'clock and uh, the rest of the night it's college kids. Um, and so those shifts later in the day, um, you're working with all of the college program kids. So you're getting to work together and hang out, um, which is really cool. Um, so that was a time when I really got to learn about them and hang out with them and hear about where they were from. I worked with one guy who was from Canada. Um, and so he's French Canadian and we got to hang out, had a good time. Um, but going back, I'd rather, or I wish I would have, um, branched out more at the beginning, um, and made those friendships beforehand. Cause right when we finally got close, it was time for all of us to leave. So. Yeah. And three months is not a long time. I mean, it, it seems like it when you're, when you're there and you're lonely and you don't have any friends, but then when you get to the end of it, it goes by, you realize it went by so quick. Right. And that was one thing that I was kind of like, I'm only here for three months. Like I don't need to yeah. put down roots and make super deep friendships cause we're going to leave soon. And so I wasn't really worried about all of that, but then um, you kind of have to be because you need, you need people and you need community. So. Yeah. I think that the lessons that you're sharing with us are so incredibly important. I know mm -hmm. when I used to hire people on my team, I would look for work experience and things they've learned and grow. And, and you're just saying so many things that I feel like when you go for a job mm -hmm. interview, after you graduate, 
you're going to have this plethora of experiences. And I'm sure from school too, but to rely on to say, well, when I was in the Disney college program, X, Y, Z happened and this is how I handled it. And so I get that you weren't, you know, doing accounting per se, but you had work experience working with others, working with others. And, you know, you, you can't control who you go to work with when you graduate school. I mean, you're going to work with great people and not so great people. That's just the way that companies are. So it's, it sounds like you have a lot of wonderful experience to share, to take with you um, when you go on your, on your, you know, your next career path. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. That's one of the things when I first started working, um, one of my trainers was like, any interview you ever do again for a job, all you're going to talk about is Disney because (laughs) they see that on your resume and they're like, Oh my gosh, like, tell me about it. And then one question leads to another, um, and that's what you spend the whole time talking about it because you do learn so much um, and grow m- so much um, personally and then also professionally. I had a boss one time that had been had done the college program. And when people found that out, that's all everybody talked about. I was like, Jeffrey was goofy. You know, Jeffrey was goofy. I don't even know if he was goofy. That's what everybody said. Hey, that would be a fun job. Would it? Come on, Gene. You have to say he was a friend of Goofy. <laughs> right. Hey, um, Audrey. So I think I know the answer to this, but would you recommend this? Like Jeff's got um, a daughter that is interested in this. Uh, Jody may, you know, Jody's got a daughter that's interested in this. Uh, I got a daughter that, you know, and he's got, Kevin's got two sons. I got a daughter that I think it would be such a great experience for her. Would you, what would your recommendation be for this? Yes or no? Yes, a thousand percent. Um, and I would just say like, kind of advice for anybody thinking about it um, is to just go in with the open mind, join the Facebook groups to get to know people before you get there. Um, so then you kind of, there's all kinds of like group me's and uh, Snapchat groups of people who like everybody wants to meet people um, before they get there. So do all of that, do your research. But then also if you see a, a, something about the place you're thinking you're going to work is, terrible the leaders aren't fun what you're doing is awful don't trust it form your own opinion um because you never know what could happen so but yeah just be be open-minded and you're there to work so buckle up up. i love it thank you so much audrey you are it's been a pleasure to get to know you and hear all about your experience you're just a delight and i appreciate it a pleasure to get to know you audrey (laughs) answer questions and talk to them and encourage them so just let me know Thank you so much, Audrey. Thank you. That's very sweet. Of course. It really has been great. It's been, it's been a great show. Um, and I, like I said, I've known Audrey for a long time. So, I mean, you know, it's I'm, I'm just so proud, you know, just just hearing all these things, these grown-up things. You're growing, you know. It's just so cool. Um, so neat. Um, so this is the part of the show. I think I, I told Audrey this is the most important part of the show. Um, our favorite part of the show, maybe some people's, I, I think in my house, when I tell the jokes that we tell here, it's, you know, I don't think this is their favorite part. Of the <laughs> but, um, but our favorite part, quacking up with the ducks. And so uh, if you got a joke, we want to share it, but, um, but let's, let's do it. Jody, you got something for us today. You're going to make us laugh. Well, I don't know if I'll make you laugh, but I do have something for you. So, um, you know, we've been talking to Audrey about her, her experience, the DCP, and I just got off the Disney wish. And um, so I was talking to some of, I guess they're not cast members, they're crew members on the ship. Um, and I was like, hey, what's it like working on a cruise ship? I mean, this seems pretty cool, right? Like you're you're here, like this is, 
know, the ocean is your backyard. What's it, what's it like working on, on a cruise ship? And my favorite guy, Nicola, looked at me and he said, you know, it's got its ups and downs. <laughs> Jeff, you're going to make us oh, laugh today? Probably not, but um, looking into some of this college program stuff before we had her on, I was kind of doing some research about jobs and stuff when you're in college. And most jobs when you're in school will pay you while you're working there and going to school, except for the University of Tennessee. They don't pay any of their students. Do you know that? Mm. They're all volunteers. They are all volunteers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kevin, that's your joke. I know, right? Kevin, what you got for us? Um, yeah, so if, if, you know, I wish I would have. Kevin, that's your joke. I know, right? Kevin, what you got for us? Um, yeah, so if, if, you know, I wish I would have done what you did because that's very impressive. And I think it would have taught me a lot of good things. I think uh, if I had to pick a place to work, it probably would have been Haunted Mansion, you know, because of the ghost. But, you know, being able to train to be a ghost and like, being able to stay in shape. You know how, how ghosts stay in shape? No. They exercise. Oh. I'm sorry, Audrey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. Audrey, Audrey, did you prepare a joke for us? Yes, I did. Mine's not as elaborate, and I don't have as much of a story. It's just <laughs> it's a right. question. That's all right. <laughs> why, why is Peter Pan flying all the time? Why? Why is Peter Pan flying all the time? He never lands. Oh, nice. <laughs> the nice. joke that my daughter texted to um, um, Monsters and Cliff for, and they, they used it. <laughs> really, really? Yeah, they used her joke. That's awesome. Them. You know, I, I don't have a joke for you guys, but um, I probably told you guys before, but, you know, I have a friend that's a pirate and uh, Black Bart. And um, I saw Black Bart the other day for the first time in a long time. And I, he looked terrible. And I said, hey, what happened? He's, he said, um, we boarded a ship not too long ago and a cannonball blew off my leg. That's why I have a peg leg. I said, oh, that's terrible. Well, what about your hand? And he said, "Ah." In the same fight, I got my hand cut off. And so I've got a hook now. I said, oh, that's terrible. And he said, and I said, what about your eye? And he said, well, right at that moment, actually, he said, ah, at that moment, I looked up and a bird was flying over and pooped in my eye. And I said, but then how'd you, why, why the eye patch? He said, first day with me hook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, we are too. Hey, um, just again, Audrey, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, made it so much more fun. Great information. Uh, inspired me. I'm not going to go back to college, but uh, inspired me to, you know, make sure my daughter knows about this because what, what a great, what a great opportunity. It's what great experiences you had from it. Um, I just want to remind our listeners, first of all, thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't know why, but why you're here, but thank you so much. Uh, we enjoyed it. We, we're having fun. Um, Five-star reviews. We appreciate it. If you have anything bad to say, you can you can email Lonnie, message Lonnie on the Facebook page. It's probably his fault. Um, just uh, if you have any suggestions, please let us know for topics. Um, in, any ideas, any, you know, any critique, any feedback, we'd love to hear. Thank you again for just uh, coming along with us on this journey. It's a lot of fun for us, and we hope it's fun for you. Um, without any, you know, without any further ado, thank you again. Good night, everybody. Quaharini, everybody. Quaharini. See you all later. Bye, friends. Ooh.